And welcome to the Footy Sphere. We are finally here, double digits, episode 10. Um, just a big thank you to our huge following that we have, all the three people that probably listen to this podcast. Big thank you guys for all the support. Andrew, how are you doing, man? It, uh, yeah, doing well on yourself. Huh? It's been uh, good to see a bit of a winter break going on with the Premier League. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, this winter break. Eh? It's been a bit of a, a change for a lot of players who are used to the normal Premier League setup. Um, it even confused me a little bit. I genuinely thought when the winter break came, I didn't do much research into it, and that's probably my own fault. But I literally thought all the teams were going to have two weeks off. And then to my surprise, there were games on the weekend. And I was quite shocked. And then I realized how it's working. These Half the teams would have played that on the weekend. Other half are going to play this weekend. So but, but all the sets of teams still get two, two weeks off. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird one with uh, half the teams going on, half the teams going off. And I think uh, Man City and I think it is West Ham got a bit uh, unlucky there with their game getting called off. So now they have to play again on Tuesday night. Yeah, so that was a, quite an interesting one. But so let's just talk about the teams that we do have that did play on the weekend. Um, yeah. We saw a nice victory there for Everton. And that's 3-1 victory. And what do you think of that? I think Everton are doing quite well at the moment. Like under, um, under Ancelotti, we knew they were going to be a competitive team. And just showing what they're made of, Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison again coming to the party. And they've been good, except for that one slip-up where they let a two-goal slip versus Newcastle. They've been very, very good. It came down from two goals down, I think it was two weeks ago. And now a, a really good win, a 3-1 win. But this is the one thing with Everton coming up is I think they've got the worst run coming up in the next four where they're going to play all the big, maybe out of the big six, they play four of them in the next uh, four games. Yeah, um, it is tough because it's like if we're looking at the form table from the last six, they're currently sitting third. Uh, yeah, one draw, two losses. So it's been good. Ancelotti has, well, we all knew that, okay, let's not say new, but we speculated that Ancelotti with his credentials would solidify Everton and it's proved to be. Um, yeah. As you said, the very tough fixtures. This could be a big, exactly what Ancelotti is capable of and what he has done at Everton. If they can come through those fixtures with a few points, I think it's safe to say that the Ancelotti factor has begun at Everton and he's going to potentially turn their team into a formidable force for all the other teams to worry about. Yeah, I do actually think that he's going to turn that team into four. They've got such a good squad and we, and we, and we said it since the beginning. Everton's squad looks like they should be in a European place. And right now they actually do look like they could pick up on the European places as Man United and Wolves are a little bit off the boil at the moment. And Arsenal just can't seem to find a win because they, they keep picking up draws here and there, but the wins aren't coming. And in the Premier League now, a draw is almost as good as a loss as you keep drawing two points from it. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a nice test, especially this season. It's been quite competitive from the teams that are sitting a little bit lower down. If we look at the Brighton-Watford game, now Watford went through that patch where they were flying high and making a lot of happiness for their fans after a very like, tough start for them in the season. Then they mm -hmm. came up against Brighton, who 
have been struggling recently, and that match finished 1-1. I never saw the match, so I'm not really going to try to come in and make some comments and say if it looked great, if it didn't. I didn't see much was happening. Any word on you on that game? Um, it was a bit of a cagey affair from both teams there. And if, and if you actually looked at the game and the way the game was progressing, I actually thought Watford could have got something out of the game. The one problem with Watford is they're going into the spiral now where they're just not picking up the wins anymore. They did well uh, three weeks ago by picking up the draw against Spurs. But since then, they dropped points against Villa would have, would have helped them to get out of the relegation zone. And they let a two-goal slip, uh, two-goal lead slip against Everton. And this week now, uh, 1-1 against Brighton. Games where maybe they picked up another two, three points now, they were actually looking quite good. Even though they only one point to get out of that uh, relegation fight and done quite well to get where they are. I just think a few more points here and there will be good. You look at the bottom four, all four of them play a team from the big six this weekend. So if any one of those teams pick up points, it could be a good one. Yeah, definitely. And we saw with a team that was also another team that was doing very well and still is doing extremely well, Sheffield United, going up what was meant, what looked like a resurgent Bournemouth side. I mean, Bournemouth went through a phase where they were just losing game after game. And we saw that they had won their last two before this. And it looked like it could have been a, a difficult match for Sheffield. But Sheffield United, being the surprise package that they are, showed that it's not just a fluke, that they are here to play. And they inflicted another defeat on Bournemouth, who are probably staring down relegation at the moment. I know they're sitting 16th, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it, it, it always is interesting, especially when you're in the relegation fight. They're, because they're out of the relegation zone here, but we always say back-to-back wins will help you. And that's what they did. They got the back-to-back wins against uh, Bournemouth and against Villa. And they just hung on for the point against uh, Sheffield there. It had been very good for them just to get something from the game and work from there. Um, yeah, but... Sheffield's team just never giving up. And John Lundstrom once again coming up with a big goal at the end there. It was really good for them. Yeah, it's, I mean, Sheffield United, I mean, not much more we can say. I think if you're watching football and you know Sheffield United's history um, and then coming back up, you know that this is just something special to watch as a football fan. Yeah. So we're talking about the games now that have passed. Now we're going to go on to the games that are going to be coming up this weekend. We start Friday off with a banger. Wolves, Leicester City. Give me your suggestions here. What do you think is going to happen there? Wolves, Leicester City is a bit of a weird one because both of them are coming to the team with very, very similar form. Right? Yeah. They've been patsy with the wins and draws, picking up points here and there. But I haven't been convincing like they were... Uh, pre-Christmas uh, or even during the, that Christmas break. Wolves are coming off the back with a draw against Man United and lost versus Liverpool. They, they're just finishing off a tough run now and hopefully it will help them. The same with the Leicester. They've just come off a draw versus Chelsea, a big win versus um, West Ham and a loss against uh, Burnley and Southampton. I actually like Wolves in this game. Because Wolves right now are just fighting to stay in this fight at the moment. They are 35 points and a win here puts them all the way up to six. And they're right behind Chelsea again. Well, Leicester almost safe when it comes to a top four spot. So I honestly think I like Wolves, yeah. 
Yeah, um, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just uh, laying out a little bit of like um, from what I'm seeing here. According to the form table, though, Leicester should take this. Okay, let's put away ho uh, home and away for now, but just if we're yeah. looking purely on the last six, Leicester sitting fourth in the last six log, where Wolves are sitting 18th. Um, Wolves only managing one win in their last six in the Premier League, with mm. Leicester getting at least three. So Leicester with Brendan Rodgers are having that factor of getting some victories, still being very solid. But then again, mm. if we start bringing in home and away, we're playing at no. the molecule. So, yeah, Wolves will be a very difficult outfit to play there, especially if you're looking at their form. They're not going to want to continue the bad form. They're a team that is setting high standards for themselves. They're going to make sure Leicester have a very tough time of it. Oh, yeah. And I think this is the last game before they go back to Europe as well. And I think they want to get all the points they can and make sure they're in good stead before the European action starts again. Mm. And... And I honestly do think Wolves, after this break, yeah, a nice little break for them, get the players back who they need and just work from there. Um, and I, I know Leicester's going to be a tough game. They're a team that will hit you on the break and they're very good from set plays. But I do think this will be the surprise one. I think Wolves just could have something here for them. Yeah, um, it's going to be an interesting one to watch and probably one of the better games. Um, I know we've got some big games coming this weekend. Yeah. Uh, talking, let's look at the league leaders, Liverpool. They're going to go to Norwich yeah. to play, half-flying Liverpool. We know, I think there's not much else to say about them. Do you see Norwich providing an upset here? Um, no, uh, Liverpool have always had... <laughs> the winning culture of uh, Norwich ever since the Suarez days yeah. where Norwich you just turn up against Norwich and you knew Liverpool is going to bang those three points and this is a top first bottom clash Norwich were good in the first month of the year I mean of, of the season and that's where they picked up a majority of their points but since then they've been really off the boil they're a team that is scoring points they're a team I mean, I mean, they're scoring goals at the moment. The one problem is they just cannot defend at the moment. And mm -hmm. it's really, really hurting them. And yeah, against a Liverpool team that's flying high, I don't think they're going to have enough in the tank to shut out Liverpool. Yeah, sorry for almost interrupting you there. Um, they're trying to defend against this Liverpool team and a lot of teams have tried to do it. They will find a way. So... I think mm. if you are going to try and beat this Liverpool team, you need to find a way to take the game kind of to them, but you can't be too expensive because Liverpool counter-attack really quickly. Probably one of the best yeah. teams in the world at the moment at doing that. Yeah. So it's a tough one 100%. for Norwich. Uh, it's a very, very tough one for Norwich. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like Norwich almost dead and buried at the moment. They need... Seven points to get out of this relegation zone. And they're going to need back-to-back -back wins from summer just to get out of here. We saw Watford during the, do it during the winter break. And they're going to need something special now. As mm. you see with the league now, West Ham have slowly but surely got themselves into this fight where they're in the relegation zone and they can't find a win at the moment. They can, Norwich are going to pick up maybe three wins out of maybe four or five games to get out of this mess. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see where those wins come from. But now let's move mm -hmm. to your boys. Um, going to Aston Villa this weekend. 
There's a little bit of an up for you yeah. guys. You've won your last two. Mourinho starting to maybe find his rhythm there with the side. What do you think? Do you think Aston Villa could surprise you guys? Because there's been games where they've looked pretty good, but there's also been games where they've looked pretty shocking. Um, what is your take yeah, as a sport was, on this match? This was the first game of the season. Because I, 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 I remember it quite well. So the first fixture was the first game of the season. And when we hosted them at the Spurs Stadium, it was weird. We, Aston Villa dominated that game for 80 minutes. They won up for 80 minutes in the game. And we came back with two late goals from Kane. And we won it 2-1 very late on. And we thought, wow, Villa are going to be good this season. Villa are a team that you cannot take lightly. And they've shown it this season. They're going to a cup final against Man City and they're out of the relegation zone just by one point. Mm. And I do think they're a good team, but Spurs are coming back slowly. And even though we don't, the injury crisis is slowly getting less and less with players coming back, I think Spurs are just going to grind this one, get as many points as they can and just close that gap to, to Chelsea because Chelsea also have a difficult one this weekend. Yeah, talking about that, before we get into the fantasy side of things, Chelsea, yeah. Man United. Yeah. I don't know what to say here. Um, <laughs> Chelsea, hot and cold this season. Times where they look exceptional and times where I'm thinking like, okay, this is a Chelsea team that's going to surprise everyone. And then times where they look like they attack and they, they play some good football, but they can't find the net. Yeah. Um, Man United, I think we've spoken about this countless times. They... We don't know what to expect from them. There's even there's times where they can play the most boring football, but they can come out with a, a win. And then there's times where they'll try their best and lose. So, mm, I don't know. Um, I think Chelsea could take this uh, yeah. just because maybe they look a little bit better when they play the game. But then again, we know with United, they can show up against a big team sometime this season. I mean, they were the only team to take points off of Liverpool. Yeah, and 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 that's what I'm feeling about Chelsea at the moment. They like playing the bigger teams. If you look at all the games they play badly, it's against the teams in the middle of the table to the lower half of the table. When they yeah. come up against the big boys, they're really, really up for these games. And it, and it's really a weird one that I see them uh, when 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 you. Days it looks like wow, this Chelsea team is going to go on and do amazing things, and the next day they go lose one 0 to Newcastle, and you think to yourself, what have you done? And it is really weird to see them play at the moment. United are really struggling, and I'm not sure how long more the fans are going to keep up with this. I think we're just trying to get to the end of the season and just rebuild from there. Mm. I honestly think Chelsea will 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 take this game here. And just solidify that top four and just say to everyone, come and get it if you really want top four. Yeah, that's also between that game and the Wolves-Leicester City, I think those are, the, for me, the two mm. appetizing games of this weekend. Yeah. So and what, and what advice do you have for your fantasy uh, players out there? Okay, fantasy is a bit interesting for the next few weeks due to... Obviously, a lack of fixtures, but there's a blank couple of blank weeks coming up. So you yeah. look at Arsenal, you look at Everton. I don't know how many Everton. Uh, Arsenal, Man City, and 
um, excuse me, I lost my train of thought there. Aston Villa, they're going to have blank weeks in the next few weeks. And you just have to consider that. If you have a lot of those players, maybe put them onto the bench or going from there. The other thing is good and bad fixtures. One of the best, I mean, one of the worst rounds coming up at the moment is Aston, I'm not Aston, but Everton. Everton are going to play the big four in the next four games. And the in terms of the form guide, look at Richarlison and Calvin Lewin. Can we keep them? Can you keep one, not both? And that's what I'm going to say, guys. Maybe keep one, not both at the moment due to how the game weeks are turning up here. Even though Ancelotti's playing good football, I don't think they have enough in the tank to, mm. to keep it for the next few weeks. Because Calvin Lewin is the second best striker in the last... Uh, five uh, game weeks. But you guys have Arsenal, United, Chelsea and Liverpool coming up in the next four. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not going to get too much into the fantasies because we're like in yeah. this middle of this midweek break. We're not going to talk about captains or anything. On the next Listen. episode, we'll talk about the following game week that will be coming. Yeah. But what I do want to ask, and before, just to finish it up, let's, I want to hear your opinion on this winter break. Are you for yeah. it? Are you against it? What do you make of it? I think if you do a winter break, do it properly. The way the Bundesliga, the way the Spanish league does it, we just give the players two weeks off. You're going to give them two weeks off, give them two weeks off. I feel that the Premier League with the tele- television rights and everything that's going on, they couldn't find a proper time to give players a week or two off. And it just looks a bit hapdash the way it's been done. I know they're trying to keep everyone happy, but you're going to give them a week, just give them everyone just a week off and then we rebuild from there. Uh, I think the worst thing that happened this week is games getting cancelled. Now, Man City and West have to really think about their fixtures coming up, and they mm. still have European games coming up during the week. Mm. Because, if, because, because if I look at Spurs, they played Villa on the weekend, uh, Red Bull on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, and then back to Chelsea on the Saturday. So yeah. we're going to have three games in seven days when we just had seven days off. I'm just thinking about it. It has to be done just a little bit better. Yeah, I think, look, it is the first time they, they've done something like this. Um, I think yeah. they will learn from the, from the mistakes and from things. There's a lot of they're going to learn. I mean, especially also, we're not going to get too much into this, but the VAR thing. I mean, it's the first time oh, it yeah. was introduced into this capacity in the Premier League. There's a lot of mm-hmm. learning to be done. And, I understand that there's people who are arguing that it might destroy the sanctity of the game and why do these players need a rest, etc., etc. Mm. Personally, in terms of the rest, I think it is good for the players. I know the yeah. players are making loads of money. And I understand that. At the end of the day, we are paying for those players to entertain us. We are, we are sure. the ones funding their salaries, but that still doesn't mean that we should be treating, not treating them as if they're still human. They are also human. Mm. The elite athletes yeah. do deserve a rest. Um, mm. You definitely, because if, if if you're an athlete, not just an athlete, as an, any normal person and you get injured, it's a terrible thing to go through. Now, for an athlete, I can imagine that's even more worse because that is your livelihood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If we can just give them a, a break where they can get that rest, I think that's great for all parties involved. People do need a break and I'm all for, for the break. But as you said, I'm sure that needs to be implemented a little bit better. And yeah. That's my opinion on that. 
Hmm. Yeah, and 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 in terms of this break, because next year is going to be a little bit more of an issue. I was just reading an article by one of the journalists this week saying that the African Cup of Nations will be held at the end of January next year, and Liverpool are going to feel it the most hmm. due to the players they have in their squad. And yeah. I'm saying maybe if that's the case. Give the two weeks there so the African players can go back. And instead of losing them for three weeks, you lose them for one week because you just have a two-week break there. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something to consider. Andrew, yeah. thank you so much again for joining on this chat. It's always a pleasure. And have a great evening and enjoy the football coming up. Thank you, Ty. Have a good, good one. Bye-bye.